0: This is a marked podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Mary Margaret West and Elizabeth Heinemann. Each episode, we'll talk about what God's doing, how He has and is marking each of us.
1: Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We are so glad you joined us today.
0: Y'all we have something really exciting to tell you about today and honestly I wish you could have heard our conversation right before we hit record
1: it was like a one of those YouTube unboxing videos you know we should
0: do that sometime we We should should make a
1: vlog yes but you know anyway in our free time in our
0: free time yes but today it's all about the podcast and today we want to tell you about everyday hospitality
1: and you may be going what is that what is that, Mary Margaret? Let me tell
0: you, it is some brand new, super cute stuff. Like, and I'm legi- like, legitimately telling you, it's really cute. It's really cute stuff. Super cute stuff that you can find at your LifeWay store or online at LifeWay.com. Um, it all launches October first, and so and
1: it's called everyday hospitality because it's stuff that you might use to show hospitality to others. Yes, and if
0: if you have not Read the title of this episode yet to know we're going to be talking about s- hospitality today with Jen Schmidt, but okay let me tell you there are cute plates and little adorable bowls, like mm-hmm. paper placemats they're like mugs s- mugs ceramic baking
1: dishes I mean like who doesn't need a baking dish and they all have scripture mm-hmm. on them but not in a cheesy way no. Um, it's very classy and just really cute things. Like I am already thinking I'm just going to forego every registry. I know Ooh. you would probably love this as a someone who just got married. Yes, Just forego the registry. Just go to your Lifeway store. Get these cute little, like they have, they even show you what you can serve in them. Like these brownies look amazing.
0: Cinnamon rolls.
1: Yes. And there's cute little tea towels that say love one another and glad and generous hearts. And then... There's also a bunch of stuff for taking hospitality on the go. So there are little to-go boxes. So if you wanted to bake a huge batch of cookies and Mm -hmm. just take them to your neighbors or your kids' school or, you know, your coworkers, um, that's fun. They have stuff for lunches. Yeah.
0: I mean, like I literally would use anything in this, in this catalog. And so yes. we're going to link to the catalog in mm-hmm. today's show notes. But the way that I told Elizabeth a second ago that I feel about this, it's sort of like the kitchen line of anthropology meets Jesus. Like it's true. It's the really cute, fun, personable, like warm mm-hmm. looking stuff that you'd want to have out in your kitchen or in your, in your home. Um, but with scripture attached, mm-hmm. which I love, not just scripture attached, but scripture being something that like, you know,
1: It makes sense. Yes, it totally makes sense. And then there's also uh, cards, like greeting cards. Recipe cards. Thank you cards. Gift bags. So you don't even have to go anywhere else. You just go to the Lifeway store, get a tea towel, a little brownie dish, put it in one of these bags, get one of these cards. You're done. You're ready for the baby shower. Perfect. I mean, wedding shower. I mean, I guess you could also do it for baby shower.
0: But yeah, I mean, now Lifeway will be your one-stop shop. And I mean this, like I went yeah. into a LifeWay store the other day and like the cute new stuff that's in there, it's legit. Like I'm not just making that up because this is a LifeWay podcast. Like I would right. tell you, if, or I just wouldn't say anything about it. Let's right. just be honest. I wouldn't tell you if I didn't like it, but I really like what they're yes. doing to some of the, to update some of the LifeWay stores and, and also what they're doing with the everyday hospitality line. So look. And
1: they have journals and pencil cases. Okay. I'm such a nerd that I love mm-hmm. office supplies and I would love to get a journal and a pencil case as a gift like that would be perfect for me
0: yes so check out everyday hospitality it's headed its way near you on lifeway.com or at a lifeway store check it out you're gonna love it yep Thank you so much for joining us on the March podcast today. Um, We're just excited about um, this has been a fun few weeks of podcasts. It has. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a blast. And so I hope that you guys um, have been keeping up and listening. Um, We've just really been enjoying um, the episodes that have been coming back. And it's been a ton of fun to hear from you guys um, on Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of good stuff as far as what you're what you're loving about the episodes and things. So keep um, keep using the hashtag mark podcast and we will usually we'll write you back if we hear yeah. from you and um, and so but today we have got a fun guest and her name is Jen Schmidt Jen welcome to the podcast Hello, hello. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, we're so glad you're here. And so Elizabeth and I um, have been looking forward to this episode for a while because I think so much of who you are and what you represent, Jen, is very representative of like where we are in our lives and where Mm -hmm. a lot of our listeners are. And so um, just to kind of kick it off, would you mind just telling everybody a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure, I would be honored to. Um, my name is Jen Schmidt. I am right now sitting around my thrift store painted uh, kitchen table in North Carolina. Mm. Um, although I don't have the Southern drawl, you might you might be able to tell. <laughs> uh, born and raised in Wisconsin, so we are diehard Packard fans. Oh. Uh, yes, my husband and I just celebrated our twenty fifth wedding anniversary. Congratulations! Can't even believe that. Thank you. And we have five children three boys and two girls. And I'm kind of just heading into a little bit of a new life stage because our eldest just got married. I'm like a mother-in-law. I (laughs) can't believe it. I still feel in my heart like I'm, you know, 15 years old. So it's, it's a little, a little crazy, but I have been writing on a blog uh, for 10 years called Balancing Beauty and Bedlam. And that just came out of my heart to encourage women and equip women that in the midst of, you know, our everyday life, the chaos, the bedlam, that um, if we purposely seek out those beautiful moments, that is really where the Lord meets us. And so that's kind of how I got here.
1: That's great. Yeah. And um, just so our audience knows, you just wrote a book and a Bible study called just open open the door and it's about hospitality. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Uh, I always feel I don't know if everybody's like this, but I always feel like the fall. I'm like, yes, I'm ready to invite everyone over. Let's have (laughs) pumpkin carving (laughs) contests and let's do all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's have cider and all that. And so I we just felt like this would be a great time to talk about hospitality, because I feel like everybody's kind of like, now's the time. We're gonna watch football or we're gonna do whatever. It's so yeah.
2: true. I think you have you two different camps of people. And I don't know about you, but like in a calendar year, some people start their new year in September, right? With all the new activities. And then you have other people that kick it off in January, you know, right on January 1st. But I think for most people, when we think of inviting people in, it's definitely summer's done, the, you know, family reunions are over with, and it's not quite as hot and humid. So the fall is a perfect time to just open the door for sure.
1: Yes. So tell us a little bit about what it looks like to just open your door? Like, what does that look like in the everyday? Well, and for those of you listening, Elizabeth worked with me on the
2: Lifeway Bible study. So she has been to my home. She has seen me open my door to lots of chaos. And so Elizabeth can attest to the fact that you know, when we're welcoming people into our homes and our hearts and our stories, it really is going to look different for everybody. So I just want you all to know there is no one right way to practice biblical hospitality. And mm-hmm. over the seasons, during the different chapters of your life, it's going to look so different based on whether you're single or or a full-time working woman or, you know, married, stay at home, empty nester. It looks different. But the beauty of opening your door is it is really a vehicle, a life-changing, in my opinion, life-changing radical way that we can really point others to God's goodness and his glory. And I think so often when we think of hospitality, we're really confusing it with this notion of social entertaining, right? The Mm, Pinterest perfect parties and the five course meals and the, the frantic, like if we're going to invite someone over, we better plan two months in advance. And all of a sudden we feel the need to change out our chandeliers, right? (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, it gets crazy. And yet that is really where I feel that we are missing the mark because it's kind of hijacked what biblical hospitality is. Now, Trust me, if you are one of those that has the gift for the five course meals and the pretty tablescapes, put me at the top of your guest list because <laughs> right? I mean it God, right, God's a God of creativity and order, mm-hmm. and he loves beautiful things. So I want to celebrate that. But I also want us to shift our perspective from entertaining as this one and done event, maybe like a wedding or a, sh- a baby shower, to more this legacy and this rhythm of a lifestyle of hospitality. Yeah, and that's like that. where the just open the door um, topic Uh, The trade book has just opened the door, how one invitation can change a generation. And I've seen it modeled for me as I started as a young girl with my parents who always had this open door, uh, it was an open door mentality that people just popped in or they would start up, you know, volleyball games in the back on the weekends or have cookouts. It was never anything big and crazy or affluent. It was just simple acts of kindness and welcome incorporating into the daily rhythm of our lives. And so I'm so thankful that I kind of could see that perspective. Um, yeah. you know, come on in and push mm-hmm. over the laundry. You might need to
0: do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there that's what so many women our age are so hungry for is for mm-hmm. other people to do that for us. But then we've also yeah. got to be willing to to walk out the same calling, to do the same thing and to and and I mean, from a super practical perspective and like and I am a I'm a newlywed. I got married earlier this year. And so like even just like I've had to change up my rhythm of the way that I grocery shop and the way that I do things like that. But it's like I've my husband will love to look at me and go, hey, can my parents come over for dinner tonight? And I have to really quickly go, do I have chicken in the freezer? Like, is there something I have at the house? And like some of that preparedness, like, is there a way that you would encourage women just to kind of be ready for Mm -hmm. that? Like what what it looks like some simple ways to kind of be prepared
2: yeah. Well, and when I think of Jesus, right, he was all about the simple acts, simple gift of invitation, right? Come with mm-hmm. me, walk with me, sup with me. He always did incorporate and he saw inconveniences and interruptions as his divine appointments, which yeah. is how I like right. to reframe it. So I am all about spontaneous hospitality. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved to joke that the spontaneous hospitality is the best because it, it lowers the bar. I mean, it's true. Nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody is expecting to come into this Pinterest perfect home if you've just been invited right before. Yeah. Right. And so I think with Elizabeth, you mentioned the fall. It's such a great time where if I'm out grocery shopping, one of the basic tips I start off with as far as meal planning is concerned, and if we're just going to be super practical, yes, yeah, that's, that's it. Um, is... We tend to go way over budget or feel that we're going to spend so much money on food because we're paying full price for everything. So instead of making out my menu of what I want, maybe appetizers or main dishes or desserts, and then going and shopping for those items, I shop what's on sale and I create food and recipes around what's on sale. Mm. So when chicken breast is marked down dramatically, which You know, the grocery cycles, you'll start seeing if you watch them, they cycle around every two to three to four weeks. And so chicken breast is going to come on sale every month. So when I do that, I'm not just buying for my one recipe. I'm stocking up and I'm going to have that in my freezer. The same with ground beef. I'm never going to pay full price. I'm always going to wait till it goes on sale. Um, If you want to do something fancier and, you know, buy steak. Do not go and pay, you know, $12.99 a pound. Wait until it goes on sale and then stick it in your freezer. And so that way I create a rest, kind of a little list. I call it my 10 minute dinner list. Uh-huh. And I have some favorite family, favorite recipes that are super easy that I know I can't screw up. Sometimes <laughs> we, you know, sometimes we still do that, right? Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. But it's those recipes that I have confidence in. I think when people come over, we always want it we want to go on Pinterest and find this great new recipe. Yeah well, it's fun, but you just never know how it's going to turn out. And then mm-hmm. it adds a little bit more stress to our day in and day out. So go with those three or four recipes that you know by heart that you can kind of do in your sleep. And if you don't have one of those, you can come to my blog and I've got them for you <laughs> already. Perfect. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Oh, so goodness. That's my first kind of frugal tip is to stock yeah. up on those meals. Um, and I also love just focusing. I do like to incorporate some elements of beauty, but so if I know that people are going to come over the next day, or it's I'm extending this, you know, last minute invitation. Say it's fall, and you found those chicken breasts on sale, and there's that neighbor down the street that when you walk your dog, you're feeling mortified because you've kind of done the head nod and the wave for a year, mm-hmm. right? And you've never introduced yourself, and you feel the nudging of the Holy Spirit to say. Um, do you love your neighbor as yourself? Oh my goodness. I don't even know my neighbor's name. (laughs) And it might be that moment where next time you're on your walk and you see them just say, Hey, we have, you know, been waving at each other for a year. I'm so sorry. I haven't introduced myself. I'm, I'm Jen. And I'd love to get to know some of my neighbors and we're throwing some burgers and some chicken on the grill tomorrow. You know, can you join us? And you don't know, if they're going to be able to come, but you've broken down that wall and it's going to be an open door to an invitation. Um, and then just cut some flowers, go outside and, you know, um, shop your yard, shop your house. I'm a big proponent on that. You do not have to run to the store and all of a sudden buy new home decor, Mm -hmm. Um, but just focus on like one simple little element of beauty, you know, spray paint a Mason jar and clip a few greens from outside and it will be beautiful
0: you have taken a lot of pressure off of me in the last three minutes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you were talking about shopping the sales it was this like this giant light bulb went off that I had never like I had not thought yeah as silly as that sounds so that was super helpful I'm, I'm going to do that now that really because yes. I think I just sort of go like okay well I probably should buy chicken I probably should buy this <laughs> rather than like being intentional and I think it just takes a little bit of thought it doesn't take like rocket science so. Right. right
2: right and you know you'll be surprised that once you start doing it you'll start to shift like last night it was funny on my Instagram Story. I went to Aldi and they had these great markdowns. I had planned on making turkey tenderloin for dinner. Well, when I went into the store, all of a sudden they had all this fresh um, pico, de, pico de gallo that mm. normally is $3 a thing and it was marked down to 99 cents. Stop and it. so I bought four of those and they had uh, be- bell peppers marked way down. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to do turkey tenderloin. I need to use up this fresh. It was like homemade pico de gallo. So we're doing Mexican. And so in just that immediate shift, I went home and we did burritos. And so I saved right there. You know, I fed seven people for six bucks because I found a really great deal and just shifted it. So
1: I love it. I just love the flexibility of that because I feel like a lot of times we can get in our uh I don't know, just meal planning mode or whatever it is and just be like, well, we have to do this because this is what I would planned to do. And so uh, the flexibility is something that is good to keep in mind yeah. to to help us to have that hospitable attitude and the just open your door kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's just all about being flexible. Uh, Absolutely.
0: And I've found, too, that like when I when I do invite people over, I keep a cleaner house. Like sort of obviously, oh, <laughs> but that's what my mom always said that my grandmother told, like always lived by that. That like the more you have people over, the cleaner your house is going to stay like and it's, it's good motivation <laughs> to like, you know, to go, OK, like let's just tidy everything up and kind of yeah. get it in a good spot. Not perfect, but um, but to the point which I'm fine for people to walk in the door. Right. So I recently and, had a,
1: yeah. a plumbing thing that ended up. I had to replace all the plumbing in my house, which was super fun. But for a course of like 19 days. The plumber was over. My family was over. Friends were over, trying to like help me. <laughs> and so my house was so clean for like a month. And I was like, oh, I could do this on a daily basis. I mean, I wasn't really living there because I was didn't have any water, but still, it ta- kind of taught me that like, if I just know that somebody might stop by, then I am going to keep a cleaner house just yeah. in general.
2: Well, and with the literally, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. I've probably talked with a thousand women over the last couple of years as I've written the Bible study and the and now I've got a gift book coming out too. And the big hospitality woes are house. Like I'm not, my house isn't clean enough. It's mm-hmm. not pretty enough. It's not big enough. And then also, you know, the, the finances or we're just, I just can't afford it or I'm too busy. And so when we focus on the house, I mean, I get that. We're inviting people into our home. That is a really vulnerable place to be. Yeah. So I want everyone to know that just because we say, oh, just do it. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I have women that have been paralyzed with grips of that that comparison and knowing they're inviting judgment and just how You know, Satan is not a fool, right? Where did he attack in the garden with Eve? He attacked her pride. So he's not gonna, he's not gonna change up his tactics. It's been working pretty well all these years. And he has gotten women to the point where they don't want to invite people in because they're embarrassed or they don't think that they're doing it good enough. But the beauty of focusing on just these simple invitations really that kind of come as you are it gives us all freedom just to say this is real life right this is we want to do life together the messy the the broken the the life-giving it runs the gamut of everything yeah and so I purposely now my house I am there's the type a and the type z I am definitely the type C. <laughs> I am Lucy goopsy. um nobody is at, nobody can go upstairs that would be mortifying but like you said my main traffic areas are always clean so if you come over the bathroom the kitchen that it's going to be clean right, right. but yeah. i can guarantee you that 10 minutes before you came i always love this tip get a rubber it's like a tornado drill you wouldn't (laughs) believe all the clutter you can throw in a Rubbermaid in 10 (laughs) minutes and then just run it upstairs. And it's a great decluttering tip because there've been times where people have, you know, I was supposed to expect a big group of people. And so just that quick tornado drill, I threw all the clutter from my counters and, you know, in this Rubbermaid and brought it up to our attic. And a month later, it was all still there. And I went, Jen, you didn't need any of this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You know? And so. It's a good yeah. clean out tip, too. You can oh, just yeah. Get rid of that after a while. I had a box I, like that once when I moved and I didn't use it for an entire year. And I was like, I don't know what's in here, but I haven't opened this box for a year. So we're yeah. just throwing it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, why do we want people to, why do I want people to think that nobody lives in my house? Right. Sometimes <laughs> we do that. It's I true. Mean, when we invite people over, we spend so much time so that it's spotless. And, I've got five kids. People do live here. I want women to feel comfortable and that they can be themselves. And if they walk into this pristine, spotless, perfect home, that is just not real life.
0: Yeah, it's true. And, you know, I think, I love the way that you address just kind of like the call to be hospitable that we all have. And Mm -hmm. because I think it's sometimes we want to go like and I think you have demystified some of the things, even just in the last few minutes that people would use as excuses as to why they can't be hospitable. You know, but from a biblical perspective and from just like a literal calling on our lives kind of train of thought, what, what does that piece of it look like that it's, you know, is it is it something that's optional? Is it something that everybody needs to like? To be that way. You know, how how would you speak to that direction?
2: Yeah, well, that has been so eye-opening for me as I have dug deep into what the scripture says about biblical hospitality. And you're gonna have to do the Bible study to, you know, <laughs> flush, flush it all out. Yeah. Excellent but I I knew the basic verses that had hospitality in them, right? I knew it said pursue hospitality. I knew that it said, you know, welcome, um. You know, in Hebrews, where it talks to entertain those that they could be angels or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, and pursuing hospitality, when you dive into what that verb that pursue actually means in Romans 12, it's an active, ongoing non-optional. It's a command. And oh my goodness, I feel a little finger pointy when I say that, Mm. but I think it's really important for us to realize it doesn't say pursue hospitality if you're an extrovert and love conversations or pursue hospitality if you love to cook. No, it says pursue hospitality. And what I so appreciate about scripture and how we can flesh it out is that we're all called to do that. And so he has equipped us right where we are in whatever stage of life that we're in to be able to point others to his glory by welcoming people into our lives. And you know, by pointing the gospel, being the hands and feet of Jesus. But one of the things I realized is, as I started in Genesis, um, and Elizabeth, Elizabeth knows because I've talked about this on the Bible study. But it starts in the very beginning, where God's hospitable nature—he welcomes us into the garden, mm. and it was it was amazing for me as I began to unpack. All these different scriptures that the role of hospitality, not only the hospitable nature of God, but of the different uh, people, women, men of the Bible, it weaves its way all the way through till, you know, Revelation. And what do we do at the very end where we are gathered around the marriage feast and we are going to celebrate around the table? Yeah. And so, I get so excited as people's eyes are opened to the transforming power of understanding really the theology of hospitality, that it is not just this nice little practice of inviting women over for tea and crumpets, you know, it's not, it can be messy and dirty. It can be, um, hospitality as worship is one of the topics that I go into. Um, But it is profound. And I think when we look at that God is the one, you know, Jesus always pursues us no matter what, right? He loves us so much that he is continually pursuing and seeking us out. And so when we, when our faith is so focused on him, the great inviter, then we're going to live in response to who he is in our lives, how he has impacted our stories. And then our love for others and our hospitality really is just this natural outflow of you know, it's our worldview. It's how we are going to love others. And so it's a pretty deep topic. It um, so much more so than I ever thought. So,
1: yes. And I love how you phrase it in the Bible study in here about just a life of invitation and how, um, because I think sometimes when we think hospitality, we think about the opening of our homes and like serving meals and all that, which is part of it. But biblical hospitality is more than that. It's living a lifestyle of invitation of saying, come and live life with me let's exactly. grow together yeah. and do things together and you can do that if you live in an apartment complex if you live in a dorm if you don't have your own home mm-hmm. like all of that you that it's a lifestyle of invitation versus like inviting people over to a destination you know it's exactly. more about inviting them into your life so i think Absolutely. that's important um as we talk to women of all ages and stages yeah. um and you know, for a long time, I didn't have my own house. So it was hard for me to invite people over, but I could still be hospitable, you know? Absolutely. Because
2: I think that one of the the biggest eye openers for a lot of people is that um, the weeks that we talk about um, hospitality on the go and how when I started looking at Jesus and how he walked this road of welcome day in and day out, and his invitations a lot of times when we look at Jesus, he was essentially homeless. We don't find him talking about his home. We don't right. talk about yeah. him inviting. And so I love that because we have this capability and this this wonderful opportunity to take that heart of welcome, that heart of hospitality on the road with us, whether it's in our offices, whether it's, you know, on the sidelines for me of, of a football game, or wherever we are, when we just really pray in the morning, like Lord, reveal to me who I can pursue today. Yeah, um, it's been one of my prayers because, man, there are lonely people everywhere. Me, me included. I have yes. had seasons and seasons of loneliness where Mm -hmm. I've been surrounded by women in ministry. I have been a woman who has been in charge of leadership teams and yet struggled with huge seasons of loneliness. And Mm -hmm. so it's important to note that, you know, we can't always tell that from the outside.
0: Oh yeah. Sure. And I think that's something so crucial to point out is that sometimes the people who look the most busy and involved right. can oftentimes feel the most lonely because they're the ones who are initiating, but they're not always involved or that they don't well, feel like not anybody else. Invited yeah. They're not getting much. invited because they do the inviting. And so, and, and I think too, it's an easy, it's a really easy thing to look at somebody and already dis, like not include them because you're assuming that they're they've got too much going on. Oh,
1: absolutely. Or yeah. that they I wouldn't want to participate in yeah. what you're doing. Yes. yes.
0: And yeah. like I, I had a friend who just all the time would be like you're too busy for me. I'm like, no, I'm not. Just ask me. Like right. ask uh-huh. I, like I'll put it on my calendar. Like let's hang out. Let's get together and like let's make it happen, but like just all you have to do is ask.
1: And I think of that too with uh, a lot of single women as well. A lot of um married people especially with kids are like oh well you don't want to come over and have to deal with like bedtime and I'm like yes actually I would love that I've never I don't do that often so that Mm -hmm. would be great you know and so I think a lot of times inviting people in even even if they do say no maybe they don't that's not thrilling to them to come over to bedtime but it might be fun for them to do every once in a while so I think just extending the invitation is uh, super helpful no matter what season you're in.
2: Exactly and it's a great reminder for us to let's be you know cross generational let's intertwine yes. all of the different ages because so often we're only reaching out to those in the exact same life stage and we're missing out on so much wisdom and so much so many different life experiences from all the different ages so that makes me a little bit sad it seems like as the rise of social media is we're a little bit more connected with just peer. Yeah. And I want to be I want to be with the high schoolers. I want to be with the single <laughs> I want to be with the 80 year old yes. women who are up at the crack of dawn praying
1: over yes. our country.
2: You know, I want to uh, mix it all together. And I admit, I'm not always great about that either. It's really about being intentional and purposeful in that.
0: Yeah. You know, and Jen, along those lines, and this is the question that we always ask on the podcast, um, what is, what have you been marked by, you know, as, as you have walked this road of of hospitality, as you have your family, you know, what is, is there something significant in your life that you would say that you've been marked by?
2: Oh, I know. Okay. So when you just sent me that question just a little minutes ago, I thought, okay, how do I narrow that down? Because I think there's so many things I've been marked by, I've marked been marked by the realization that there is such power in just that one invitation that Mm -hmm. when I think of leaning into my ministry or my calling or wherever the Lord has me, that it doesn't need to be about this platform. I mean, I'm so grateful right now that I have the opportunity to share this message and this book and this Bible study, but I look at it and I went, it only occurred because it was decades of doing the unseen things. And so as I wrestle with the tension of this platform, I realize that I'm so much more in the center of what God has me doing when it's those things that not everybody knows about. And so I mm-hmm. want to remember that my um worship pastor years ago, and this was probably in my late 20s. So when I tried thinking back on something that marked me, you know, quite a few years ago, it was a quote that was passed on to him. And I tried to find who it was, but it's just a seminary professor. And it says, the greatest impediment to your spiritual intimacy is your giftedness. Because you are gifted, you are going to be able to make life work within the church without ever knowing God well. And I remember as a 20 something year Old praying may I never make church work you know oh, I named yes. Jesus as Lord when I was four years old so I have lived decades and there's been seasons that I've struggled with with you know apathy and I thought wherever I am may I never stand before you know a congregation speaking or leading worship or holding a child in the nursery by just making church work mm-hmm. um and if there's ever a time where that happens you know then I want my hypocrisy to ring so thoroughly in my heart that I am, you know, shooken up and brought to my knees and humbled and said, Lord, no. Um, and so that quote has stuck with me and I had it on the side of my fridge for 10 years. Yeah, That quote's going to stick
1: with me for a while too. So I'm glad you shared it Mm -hmm.
2: because we've all been given unique gifts. Every single one of us has been given unique gifts. And sometimes, you know, it's so easy to just let those gifts, run, run, you know, and, and I just remember that the greatest impediment to your spiritual intimacy is your giftedness. And so I just, that's my prayer. May I never just let church work. And especially when we see a lot coming out in the news and, you know, I think it's a good reminder for us to just come to our knees every day. And just when we, um, feel that we're stepping into our own rather than allowing the Holy spirit to direct us, it's just a reminder for me to step back and do the unseen things that really matter the most.
0: hmm absolutely thank you for sharing that that elizabeth and i were both sitting here just shaking our heads going oh that was good yeah you know and i think that's going to stick with me for a while um you know because it is easy to use our it's easy to use our gifts in easy ways and it's harder Mm -hmm. when we have to step out of our comfort zone and and do something that's going to stretch us and pull us a little bit and so um thank you for being with us today and for just sharing some super practical things i'm going to go shop the sale rack at um, the (laughs) grocery grocery store store. this this week (laughs) and see what i can find to put it in my freezer and all that kind of good stuff, you know, but then too, just the biblical command um to be hospitable. Um, that's not an option for us as believers. And so I just my hope is that we would see other people the way that God sees them and have our eyes open to to where it is we can invite other people in. So thank you for challenging us with that today. You're so
2: welcome. And I hope that the that the book just opened the door um really does resonate and helps shifts people's perspective, starting, you know, at a young age all the way through till The Lord calls us home.
0: Absolutely. Amen to that. Yes. Well, we will link to the Bible study and to the book in the show notes. So don't forget to visit LifewayWomen.com forward slash podcast. And you'll be able to search this episode and find um, links to all kinds of good stuff. We'll link to Jen's
1: blog and some of those 10-minute dinner recipes as well. Yes,
0: exactly. (laughs) All the good stuff. And um, and don't forget, too, um, to check out the Everyday Hospitality line online or in the stores, in the Lifeway stores in your area, um, like we talked about at the top of the episode. So um, we will see you guys next time on The Mark Podcast. Bye.
1: Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mary C. and at E.D. Heinemann. Use the hashtag Podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women
0: on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com forward slash podcast.
1: If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the show. We'll see you next time.